0: How have you been? I've been good. How are you? I'm good. The weather seems to be uh, still shitty. We're gonna have thunderstorms all day tomorrow. Oh, so. sweet! So that's a great day for Layla to ride her bicycle. Yeah, her new bicycle. We also probably might be doing our funeral story because there's gonna be like tornadoes. I was about to say it. Sounds like <gasps> a great day to Did do a Cameron podcast tomorrow. Did <laughs> oh Cameron just show up? Hello, Layla. <laughs> Guess who's here, guys?
1: Hello, ladies. How are (laughs) y'all?
0: She's back.
1: (laughs) And ready. Ah,
0: that voice, though. That voice. So, we've been waiting for this day for quite a while, because ever since we released episode three, which we recorded as episode five, Mm -hmm. and no, no shade at all to Marla, and Marla's episode was great, but when we did Cameron's episode, we were like, we have to it just Switched felt right those. in that order yeah so because
2: also what was what the episodes we had after marla yeah as well yeah, so yeah. Oh, like, for sure
0: yeah cameron um was a fan favorite um Aww. my favorite my husband's favorite my sister's favorite my mom's favorite my mother-in-law's favorite
1: <laughs> but then i'm I, moving in
0: yeah i know basically layla's favorite so cam is back ladies and gentlemen i've
2: had a nightmare where you kicked me off the podcast and brought cam
0: on Shut up! I have. How the hell would that work? (laughs) I'm like, no, I'm keeping all the shit. (laughs) (laughs) You owe me. Oh, that'd be mean.
1: Well, I must say that I am honored to be back. It was such a good time last time, and I'm excited about what we're going to be talking about. Oh, and the launch party—the
0: three of us haven't recorded together since the launch party, which was like
1: successfully fabulous. It was amazing, Mm -hmm.
0: and there were. uh, It's got to I guess it's almost. I guess tomorrow will be like about four weeks. Yeah. Which is crazy. But there's been so much that's happened in four weeks. Yeah. Um, but this has been I'm ex- I'm like so excited to release this episode just because I know people are gonna eat it up. Yeah. Be really gonna excited. Be, and then they'll want more and then I'll be like, Oh, we have to figure out logistics again. <laughs> Even though Cameron should really just move in with us. Um, that'd be great. That would be swell. That would Fingers be...
1: crossed, toes crossed. Y'all y'all keep sending in those yeah. positive reviews. <laughs> and send us your funeral stories while you're at it.
0: Yeah, while you're at it, I know. Cam is Cam has been great. He's I do feel like he's the third co host. Yeah. Like just like just from the way you were at the launch party, the way people received you, how many mm-hmm. people you brought out that picture of you receiving all of your fans i felt so
1: regal that night it was so nice you were and and of course y'all two were the hit of the party obviously
0: no my hair was but (laughs) you're fascinating shout out to jason (laughs) yeah my hair god i i actually texted every day i was like send me a picture of my hair i need it i need it for my
1: files it was great yeah the hair
0: was killing it so what's been going on with you since then oh wait do you have a question do we need a three two on this no. Oh, I thought you were. <laughs> I
1: was just readjusting my okay. seat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> three, two, one. This I love that. That's okay. Yeah. Anyway, so for everyone out there, three, two, one is when we fuck up royally <laughs> and we have to edit. So, but now we're we're right as rain now. Yes. Um. So, what's new with you, Cam? Since uh, when did we record? What end of January was the yeah. first time we recorded? Yeah. yeah.
1: So I'm still not in the funeral business anymore. (laughs) That has not changed. Um, (laughs) But still love talking about it. So I'm glad to be here to do that. Um, You know, there's new romance of Bruin. So that's exciting. He's foin. He is foin. I am blessed in that regard. Um, Life is good. Life is good. I'm looking forward to new beginnings here soon and y'all i'll let y'all know about that when that when that comes about um there S- you go.
0: sister penny Costell just performed recently she
1: did uh oh. <laughs> she had a performance where she sang listen from dream girls yeah and it was mm. wonderful and i had a great time
0: oh my god it's <sighs> it was so good it was and, and by night. perform most of the time, when you think of drag queens performing, you think of like the most epic lip syncing and mm-hmm. badass, whatever. No, Cam, all natural, baby. Well, not all natural because there was like wig <laughs> and clothes. <laughs> yeah, and it takes makeup. a lot to
1: make this face look anything like what I want. To. Oh, please. Um.
0: <laughs> but that voice, that Thank voice you. was real. You're sweet. That voice was so real and so good. We have received so many I mean just even face-to-face people talking about how much they loved you and your your spirit but also the insight you had and how beyond your years you were when it comes to (laughs) grief and things like that and so we had a couple of people that sent in questions um and then also people that have asked me face-to-face and I'm sure you've had people talk about cam oh my god before we go into it Mm-hmm. Talk about your grandmother's funeral and your mom asking about Cameron. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, we had um,
2: my, my mom wanted someone to sing uh, that I've got peace like a river in my soul. And there are these two girls in our community that sing for different events and so she thought it would be really cool for them to sing because my grandma loved children and they were already booked for another funeral and so my mom was like think cam could come down here and sing
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay so in case you missed that that was at life of cameron on instagram for any funeral bookings which with filipino and apparently mexican funerals they mourn for nine days so that's yeah. probably enough notice for you right yeah there you um, go
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just take time for one of those requests off
0: <laughs> i love it okay so there's a couple of questions um th- one i want to ask you someone was really interested if you've ever had a near-death experience and if that is why you were more um in tune with mm. your side of uh, i guess you're not a no, relationship to death. Sure,
1: sure. I could have just read the same um, question. No, I think that's a, I think that's an interesting question that I've never thought about. Um, yeah. But no, I have not, not that I know of. Yeah. Um, I've always been pretty safe and never had any really traumatic experiences happen to me personally, um, as far as physical goes, that would have threatened my livelihood. Um, but I have had near experiences with death itself in regards to people that um passed away in my life, um throughout my life so far. Uh, So it could be that, that I'm, you know, more in tune with death because I've experienced it
0: with people that I
1: love at a young age, not necessarily myself having near death experience.
0: Yeah. Let's hope we keep it that way.
1: (sighs) Fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs)
0: You know, one thing I wanted to kind of talk about, uh, because you and I have talked about a little bit, but people are so fascinated by you because I think the 23 Mm -hmm. is, when is your birthday?
1: December 20th, Sagittarius. Okay, that's right, Sagittarius.
0: <laughs> Sag. So
1: the Beware. <laughs> beware. No,
0: you're not a Scorpio. <laughs> that's so. right. Oh
1: my goodness, can I just say though, I did not realize how many Scorpios were in my life until recently. Oh sure, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, no wonder I felt so attacked. I'm just getting I love oh, all the Scorpios out there. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like,
0: there's a Scorpio, that I know. Um, no, yeah, so I pe- think people are mostly fascinated by the fact that you're 23, but mm. what, just give a little background about, I know we talked about in the first recording about, um, you know you're from South Georgia, much like we are. How far is Baxley from Waycross?
1: Thirty, yeah, yeah forty somewhere minutes, across, somewhere, somewhere yeah. like that, depending upon how fast you drive, yeah, and how <laughs> yeah. many tractors you get behind. <laughs> True, tractors and eighteen wheelers two on two lane road. roads. Yep. <laughs> exactly,
0: but um, we didn't know any each other at all until like almost two years ago now yeah. which is awesome but um well whatever close to two years
1: yeah it's been a while it's been a minute time flies when you're time, having fun time flies mm-hmm. when you're
0: really drunk for that's sure that's
1: right <laughs> <laughs> Shh, i'm just kidding <laughs> Shh, not us um
0: but so okay so you're 23 years old i'm just for the listeners i'm 3rd thir- i'm gonna be 31 in june you are 33 33 so there's a big age difference there and i think mm-hmm. people we're really surprised by that and we talked a little bit about you know growing up in south georgia and you were an old soul and being in the church and your loved ones at that time were much older and friends of yours in the church and music especially sure but i think talk, just give a brief background of of who you were growing up things you were interested in because we we touched on this a little the other night and it was it just brought really great insight into who you were and how you got to where you are
1: Okay, so a brief synopsis of my life story would begin with Baxley, Georgia, which is a rural, rural place that most people only know of because they've passed through on the way to the beach. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. And uh, from a very conservative religious family, um, I started playing piano in a Southern Baptist church when I was eight years old, and then at 13 moved to the organ after the church decided that they wanted to get rid of the <laughs> old organ and upgrade to an electric piano, which I thought was just... How uh, sacrilegious dare how you? dare you try to take a real organ out of the church and replace it with an electric piano I so i said i'll take that home and the church gave it to me so <laughs> at 13 i oh, moved wow. to the organ and then at 16 um, i moved from the baptist church to the pentecostal church and started leading <laughs> worship and a youth praise band there um, did that for a few years and then at 18 um, left the pentecostal church and helped uh, organize a non-denominational church that started in Baxley with that and that there. was a big deal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um and then um came to Athens from there. Nice. That was the last church I was involved with there. And okay. you have siblings? Yes, I okay. have two younger siblings. Anastasia is 15 Aww. and Chandler is 18 it's and like he nice. just Gave birth to my niece. That is also something that's new. Oh, yeah. Uh, I that's am an huge. uncle Yay. now. Yay. Um, Addison Lee was born last week. Um, healthy baby girl to my little brother and his. And does
0: and he live in Baxley? He does. Oh, my um, and
1: his love, Brittany. So I'm very proud and happy for them. That's awesome. Good luck to y'all. I'm glad it's you, not me. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> that first week,
0: you need to be there being like, give me the baby. Exactly. I said, I'll <laughs> see y'all
1: in a few months when the yeah. newness wears off. <laughs> yeah, you know what my
0: mom always said?
1: What's that
0: well, oh by the way Cameron met my mother
1: it so. was a lovely affair y'all.
0: <laughs> and my mom's a big fan she
1: has the keys to my heart
0: <laughs> my mother and my mother-in-law
1: indeed um,
0: yeah both of them but um my mom always said uh, bring them to be when they're house trained. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> their house
1: absolutely. I want to dress her. Yeah. But she has clothes like for a, a long time oh, right yeah. now because my mother was really excited about of having course. a grandchild oh, yeah. because when she found out her son was gay, she knew it, it would probably be next to impossible for a while for me to while. provide that. And yeah. there's ho- that whole like lack of interest in having children thing that I have. Yeah, there's also So that. <laughs> guess what? She has the grandchild yeah, it's funny. now and it's, it's so cute.
0: You were like, I don't really like kids, and then you and Layla were like <laughs>
1: You know that was so cool, y'all yeah, uh, I love Casey's daughter. she is that was fabulous, and I love that I asked her just where everyone knows I said. Layla do you want to be a princess or president and she said president of course and I said well just remember you can be anything you want to be a scientist an astronaut um, anything that you set your mind to you can be so and she was
0: for like I know we, let it go yep.
1: <laughs> we are instilling those values in our girls here young for age for sure young
0: age Yeah, yes. and we may be from South Georgia but we ain't that's staying right. in we South are woke. Georgia <laughs> we are staying woke
1: that's right we ain't mm-hmm. staying um, there so yeah I did the church thing until I was 18 um, then moved to Athens and then came out of the closet we talked a little bit about that last time I did two years at the University of Georgia studying political science and religion Uh, then for no fault of my own it wasn't a grades thing I made good grades it was just a simple I got to a place where I wasn't happy anymore with that um, and like I said, in episode three, I moved from the university straight into the funeral business, did that for three years. Yeah. Learned a lot about myself, about others, a lot about, a lot about grief yeah. and I am no expert, but I can speak to my experiences mm-hmm. and I think that is very important.
0: Well, cause um, you had them before absolutely. you the funeral. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, um,
0: hi,
2: I'm Carla
1: and I'm Michael
2: and we're go postal podcast. We're the podcast that tells you stories about what people have done while drunk, while also giving you some facts about boobs, booze, and the bazaar in the places where these stories take place.
1: We also have a weekly contest where you tell us where the F I am.
2: So join us for some drinking, learning, and laughing.
1: You can listen on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere else you get your podcasts.
2: Find us online at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at GoPostalPodcast and send us your drunk ramblings and anecdotes.
1: You can also email your stories to
2: GoPostalPodcast at gmail.com. Alfie, Wiedersehen. Ciao.
0: Okay, so you were also involved in politics from a young age, and you still are in some ways, but in also different ways.
1: Yes, so when I was... Uh, Very young. I remember watching my parents um, watch the results of the Bush-Gore election come in and being really Mm -hmm. suspenseful about how the results were going to go. And then there was the whole drama in Florida that I'm not going to get into. Um, And and all of that happened.
0: That is a 15-episode podcast right there. (laughs) And
1: I was so young that I just remember, I don't remember the logistics of what was happening, but I remember being enthralled in what was happening. Mm. And so I was like, I want to do that.
0: You know what you said to me the other night? You said... I didn't know why it mattered, but I knew it mattered.
1: I knew it mattered. And
0: that was what kind of mm-hmm. And regardless of what
1: their views were, they were still involved in the process. And I thought that that was really interesting to see even as a child. So I always said, I want to do that. In fact, I want to be president one day. That was always what I told people I would grow up and be. You just
0: announced on this podcast. You heard it here oh, first. So
1: Yes, you did. And, and my uh, slogan is, this country is dead. Let me bring it back to life again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's make America look open casket good.
1: <laughs> open casket good. That's right. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so, good. so yeah, um, I got it. involved in a gubernatorial campaign here in Georgia for a man named Nathan Deal who ended up becoming the 82nd Mm-hmm. Governor of Georgia when I was thirteen, I couldn't even put I couldn't even drive crazy, yet.
2: <laughs> that and is crazy. I
1: had my grandfather drive he me around the you. county. Yeah, Nathan Deal called me from Washington D.C. because I emailed all the candidates because I didn't know who was who, <laughs> and I just wanted to be involved. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Nathan Deal was the person who called me from Washington and got me involved with his campaign. At that point, he was you know lagging in the polls, and then he became the governor of Georgia. So that was interesting yeah. to be a part of that, and then to be actually able to drive and be a part of his re-election campaign Um, and then to have volunteered for going from the Republican Party to the Democrat Party because of uh, my life experiences and things that I encountered after coming out, um, after moving from a small town, rural setting to a city where there was um, diversity and culture um, and learning about different points of views and being challenged on everything that I believed. So um, I went from volunteering. Were you
0: automatically open to hearing?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I wanted to be challenged. I will say this is very hard to be challenged. Um, yeah. But it was, and it was a grueling process at times. Do you
0: think your friend, your, you were talking the first time you talked about how y'all would debate. Mm-hmm. Do you think that kind of prepared you for
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel welcomed, like we were, <laughs> yes, because that? we would take opposing viewpoints whether we agreed or, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we, we may have actually different. agreed. We were just... Good at civil debate, and I think that that God, obviously, yeah, prepared people could me for learn that. a thing or two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: good God.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then I went from volunteering for the Republican Party to having life experiences and having a new way of thinking and being challenged on what I believe to voting for Hillary Clinton. There you for go. President there you of the go. <laughs> and so uh, we move forward from there, and um, yeah. and now
0: you're involved in a, a, a campaign, yes, uh, for mayor um,
1: for mayor of Athens. That's so, awesome. Yep, Very exciting. I'm,
0: we're anxiously waiting to see what happens with that many layers (laughs) many
1: layers many layers many
0: layers yeah you know the good thing about this is it'll air way after may 22nd Exactly. Exactly. you'll be good um yeah no okay so we had a a guest on talking about uh grief Oh, oh shocker Mm. (laughs) that is what
2: this podcast is Uh, about (laughs) hey
0: Laura welcome (laughs) I told you (laughs) Um, okay but that so it was was funny because someone had asked a question um, actually maybe I should just read the email but but before I do that I wanted to say a little bit about what um, the other kind of where we delved in with that she was talking about like the Filipino Mexican culture and that they have like it's like a, when someone dies they really blow it all, mm-hmm. out like they have mm-hmm. like days like nine days of mourning yeah. and then 40 at 40 days after they held a prayer yeah. thing and then a year later they do a, a like a kind of service for yeah. it mm-hmm. and we were kind of discussing how when you lose someone you love it's wham bam thank you ma'am it's they die they get them you know they put their immediately get the body started sure. bombing them get them in the ground as quickly as they can and so you know laura and i are she's two weeks out i'm a week out of or a little bit more than that of i losing, don't even know <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah of losing our grandmothers and it's for us it was like both of them were so heavy for us yeah and just a. I left on a friday to go to the funeral and i was back on a sunday and I feel like I needed a good two weeks
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: for that because it was so—it's so heavy. It's not easy sure. to kind of just mourn and get over it. And things come up and they remind you, and then you're alone. Mm-hmm. When sometimes you need that safety net. So I'm gonna read. I'm gonna grab my. I'm gonna grab my phone real quick. <laughs> and I uh, will just hopefully this reaches. You guys think it's gonna reach? It Yes. Got it. Okay. So, I'll read the email uh, to Casey at FuneralStories.com By the way, you guys, we have if you like one of us better than the other <laughs> you can email us Which is good, you get to field all the emails <laughs> <laughs> You can email us at Casey at FuneralStories.com or Laura at FuneralStories.com I don't even know if she's ever checked that email I check it all the time I
2: have emails you don't have where I know your password, password. I know your password. <laughs> Actually I don't think I do
0: Okay So this is an email um, Cam and Casey <laughs>
2: Told you
0: I Told you <laughs> To be fair they do say something ab- Something about you I don't
1: know.
0: <laughs> Cam and Casey I lost my sister last December 2016 in a car accident involving a drunk Driver hmm. She and I were the best of friends and the worst of enemies, as any siblings would be. Been there, done that.
1: God. Still,
0: still she was my number one fan and my biggest support. I've been grieving her for so long and I miss her so much. Your episode spoke to me. Thank you for validating my feelings of loss and giving me permission to grieve. Mm. Your insight is so helpful and I hope you realize how much it has helped me. Your words came at a time I really needed them and I feel so grateful to have found funeral stories. Laura and Casey, thank you for starting something so, all caps, GD refreshing, <laughs> that I finally feel like I can breathe again. Mm. Mm. Back to Cam. I was curious. Do you believe grief ever ends? Will I always be this sad? I feel you briefly touched on this, but I'm interested in your insight because you're basically my sensei now.
1: Oh. Thanks again.
0: In love, Michelle, Denver, Colorado.
1: Oh, thank you, Michelle. <laughs> and I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, and we're thinking of you always. Yeah. Um, does grief ever end? You know, again, I'm not an expert. Everything that I say is something that I believe in my heart because of the experiences I've had um in my personal life with the people that i interacted with for three years in the funeral industry and uh my connection with spirit and mm-hmm. spirituality. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's so unique for everyone. Um I think it's a constant process. Um I don't know. Yeah. Does it ever end? What do uh, y'all has think? Yours-
2: I don't think so.
1: I, I don't think so. so. I I um still think about my friend and grieve his loss. Yeah. Yeah. I still think about my grandfather um, and grieve his loss. I think that maybe the way we grieve changes, yeah. but I don't think that necessarily the grief ever goes away.
2: I mean, tw- yeah, 21 years removed from my dad passing, I still mm-hmm. grieve him. And every time you experience a new loss, it brings back all that old pain, mm-hmm. and you know that you're going to go through those feelings again. And so i've said it before but grief is like a tidal wave and it knocks you on your ass every time Mm -hmm. because you especially when it gets further out because you aren't always expecting it and you don't know what's going to come up that that sparks that grief triggering Mm
0: -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. what is triggering what's not yeah i was thinking about that um does grief ever end i think that's a across the board maybe for some people that are really good at Hiding things, or maybe mm-hmm. people that are really, really active in their mental health. Um, but I don't think it actually ever ends. No, I think, I think maybe just, we
1: become more comfortable with sitting with it, get, like we talked um, about last time.
2: Yeah, it leaves I a hole agree. inside of you, and you get better at learning what to put in that mm-hmm. heal hole to make yourself feel better. And but I, I like, I always say, there's this very dark place that yeah. I have that's forever going to be inside of me because of what happened. And occasionally that dark place comes out and it has been very prominent lately since I lost my yeah. grandmother because yeah. it was a very I've had to man. live into live in it again. It sparks those old feelings and all that old loss. And I can be very... <laughs> I mean, it's like a, a shadow. Mm. Yeah.
0: I mean... You know, it was... Um, Excuse me. So, I, um, I... By, by the... It's so weird when we have to... By the but, time this I'll, episode airs, this episode will play, but I think about Tommy. Mm-hmm. And there was one thing. Tommy was my, my best friend that was murdered, mm-hmm. and um, my friend Carrie had written a thing about the death, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but she said in it, and I think this kind of speaks to what um, Michelle asked, but it says... Since Tommy's death, I've lost more people, and I've learned grief never goes away. Mm. We just file file it away in Mm -hmm. neatly labeled manila envelopes in our brains. Every once in a while, the whole file cabinet comes crashing down, and you have to stop and sort the feelings back into their respective folders. After a while, the sorting becomes easier and more routine. I guess that's what they mean when they say learning to cope. Yeah. And so I think that... Speaks to that question.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good way to go away. We
0: just know how to compartmentalize and put it away. It's like a hole inside of you that you learn how to walk around. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, that's good. And also, I I keep thinking of this song, Learning to Smile. It's like you're just learning how to smile again. You're just trying to learn how to kind of be okay. Also, Mm -hmm. at the same time, and navigate. I don't know that I want my grief to go away. Okay, that's an interesting
2: because it's not like I want I want to feel sad all the time, but it, uh, for that person, it's part of what keeps them with you. It's part of what Absolutely, keeps them close yeah. to you. Is that grief? Well, grief that you doesn't have... have
0: to be bad.
2: No, exactly. No, we it's just about that part last of time. the process. Yeah. 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 Sit,
1: sit with it, hug on it, love yeah. on it. Which is that it has resonated. So I think so it's well. like those stages of grief that you know people talk about. Yeah, it, it just goes comes in different forms and presents itself in different yeah. ways at different times. Yeah. I think so.
0: Yeah. So that, I think that's a, um, I know, I think that I hate, to, it almost feels like it's a disappointing answer because I know where that email is coming from. Mm-hmm. She it's, wants comfort. She mm-hmm. wants to know that it's going to get better. It does get better. It does get better. Always. But always, no matter what, it's mm-hmm. going to, if you can just get through, if you can, just survive somehow. Just survive somehow. That's, sounds cliche as fuck but just survive somehow because eventually you're gonna feel better yeah and i mean what, what was it what's it? december two, 2016 so that's we're oh not gosh, we're not even a mm. we're a little over a year out baby you're so, still in the thick of it you, and it's the bad news is, is that it's gonna be there for forever and, she and d- it's gonna be this bad For a l- mm-hmm. long time
2: She still hasn't come Through the point
0: Where you're out of the fog She just had I imagine the first Christmas Oh God You know mm-hmm. without Or the first holiday season At least Or the first This whole it, With a year going by It was the first birthday It was a first You know all these things sure. That happened without And I don't and know anything And Michelle
1: I'll say this I would tell her um, I think therapy Is a really good thing mm-hmm, And mm-hmm. I think counseling Is a really good thing I've soldered in my own life Absolutely. Whether it be Because of loss or because of traumatic experiences that I've had, um, I would encourage you to find comfort in that um, and try that if you haven't. I think that's really for important sure. for Absolutely. people. To, it, help, it helps you work through those emotions and their, those overbearing moments of grief. So I would encourage you to um, look into that if that's something that you're I interested in. I think every in. single
0: one of us here has yep. done therapy and I don't yeah. think we'd be sitting here had we not. Yeah, grief counseling is <laughs> really? a great
1: thing. Um, local funeral homes can sometimes get you in touch with places that can provide that um obviously there are resources online as well and um it's,
0: yeah i 1000 percent for that.
1: everyone listening never feel bad about needing to see someone to help you cope no, with your grief no, no. and help God, you find no. effective strategies and, for that there's such a stigma associated with that and i think we should be real really banish that, that and that, that speaks to mm-hmm. even
0: just ambiguous grief it doesn't just yeah. have to be a, lo- a a loss where someone's dead and you bury them in the ground like we've that's kind of been a theme this weekend mm-hmm. is this ambiguous grief like mm-hmm. so if it's a breakup that's hurting you really bad a divorce a loss of a pet not, your pain may not be the same as someone else's but it it's hurting you and it's affecting you and your pain matters absolutely so i think that i think what you do with the shit you're dealt mm-hmm. uh speaks more about it doesn't define you i mean what what happened to you doesn't define you it's how you deal with it Absolutely. Yeah, well, you.
1: one of my favorite quotes is you can never change the cards you're dealt in life, but you can always choose how to play the hand.
0: Yeah. That's a good one. And so. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. There's another great book from Cameron, guys. So,
1: um, and I give that one to Randy Pouch, Carnegie Mellon University. If you haven't read the last lecture, it is a great book that can really help people get their life on track to doing good and great things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Michelle, thank you for emailing. That was so I sweet. I would yeah. too. Um, if you ever would like to reach out to me, uh, please do so online you can yeah. find me really easily um, <laughs> yeah. I'd love to be there for your girl and, and we're thinking of uh, yeah.
0: that's, the, that's the other thing Is like if you're listening to this and you're going through if you found us by chance and you're listening to this and you're going through the thick of it all, you can always reach out to us yes of course I could feel in that email the um, the pain yes because of course you're hurting yeah Um, but also the hope Mm-hmm. And yes. the the love,
1: yeah.
0: And we love you. We appreciate it. Like this is all just happening by chance. This podcast mm-hmm. is just kind of happening by chance, and 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 we want more friends. <laughs> we can't have enough Absolutely. friends. So come be our friend, and and we're your friend, Michelle. And if you ever, not that we're going to solve your problems, but we'll at least listen.
1: so yeah. th- Thank you for emailing. I think there's a unique value to be found in friendship when it comes to grief and surrounding yes. yourself with sure. people who uplift you, encourage you. Um, and also allow you to, you know, have those moments where you just need to cry and break down. So, yeah. surround yourself with those people, girl, and we're rooting for you. And, and, and not sure.
0: everyone's going to understand it. So, sure. that's the other thing. is um, Find
1: the, like right, mind, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the right people. Really
0: are either there with you. And also, sometimes it's not always helpful to be with someone that's right there with you. Because then that kind of can skew your view mm-hmm. of grief and your relationship with that person. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you almost depend on that person too much because they have the same pain as you and and then when things start to change and things start to get better and they're not in the same exact place as Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. then you feel like a level of betrayal so i would say grief counseling is great support groups as as cliche as it is find support groups because you're going to find people that are in all different stages there are probably
2: facebook groups
0: for people out there that have
2: experienced loss I'm like, sure. I mean, cause I would go to the Alzheimer's support group yeah. just to get some insight on what was going on. Postpartum support yeah. groups was like the best thing that and ever I, happened to me. I
1: have some links to, uh, organizations and groups like this that, that we can make sure to link in the, yeah. um, information yeah. about this podcast yeah, for I everybody think we to sh- access. I think that's a great yep. idea. Yeah, and yeah. we'll post
0: it on our blog and I'll send them to you directly. Um, Michelle, but yeah, that, I, I think that i'm so sorry it's, yeah. it feels yeah. crazy to say so sorry but like that fucking sucks yeah that, that happened and it's not fair and it's not right and uh, we're thinking about praying you. for you love yeah. you cam really means that when he says it too. i do I, you <laughs> know, there's, there's such
1: this thing about you know i'm praying for you and for so long i did this especially you know being in the funeral business doing a lot of funerals experiencing grief being in the church you know there was always this oh i'm praying for you and I would realize I'd go home and not pray yeah. for them. <laughs> so now when I make a point to say that, I make sure to stop in that moment or at least make a mental note that reminds me, you said it, do it, because people need you. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I say well, that, I do mean that, and, and it's not prayers even are just, with you.
0: And I believe it 1,000%. Mm-hmm. And whether it's prayer or just meditation or a moment of putting that sure. energy out there for you, yeah. because Absolutely. energy can go as far as mm-hmm. you want it. So like... The
1: However, whenever, wherever.
0: Yeah, there you go. Do However, it. whenever, mm-hmm. wherever. So yeah, I think that I like I like your answer there. I think it was really honest. I don't know.
1: I don't know because yeah. I don't think,
0: and I think I, I can only speak for me. You can only speak for you. You can only speak for you. We're not professionals, and no. we don't want to. <laughs> no, I don't know how many times we say we're not professionals, right. <laughs> but we're not. But what we are is, we've lived it and we've learned from it and I and we're still learning from it and so mm-hmm. that's where I don't think grief ends and like you said you don't want it to end but also um it gets better but I think what you hit the nail on the head about therapy mm-hmm. because I think that there you can only go so far with the coping mechanisms you know mm-hmm. right and you really you need, to, need learn to learn new ones, new ones. Yeah. yeah so it, it's it's been interesting, but just reaching out shows that, shows that you're yeah you're aware yeah self aware. There is no
1: lack of strength in reaching out for no. help when you need it. No
0: no, yeah. and you know that first episode I think spoke to a lot of people. I mean I think not all of our episodes because some of our episodes were just making fun of Victorian <laughs> customs and joking around or whatever. <laughs> but a, some of our, mostly our guest episodes speak to people and the i think there's just something special that happened in those first couple of episodes because it was with cam and marla and those two episodes were so different Mm -hmm. i mean they're so unique but so different and so beautiful and gave people um a a place to be like i'm not the only one like Mm -hmm. it's okay that i'm not over this or whatever and then same with marla like I don't know how I'm gonna feel when my bad dad dies or my ba- someone mm-hmm. dark in their life goes. And the way she was just so honest and open about that. And that's what we want from you guys. We want you guys to know that we we don't just want funny funeral stories. We want real and raw and honest because it's real, raw, and honest. Yeah. And usually in that you can grow and learn and laugh. Because yeah. what laughing at absurdity is yeah. is the best one of the best coping mechanisms there is. You mm-hmm. just kind of like i said just survive somehow girl yeah you'll be good you'll be good so we love you that was good (laughs) yeah so preach on rev (laughs) (laughs) so i'll be uh, signing autographs after the show um okay so the you talked a little bit about your friend and your grandfather Mm -hmm. would you say those are the closest two people you've lost
1: yes yeah yes i have been fortunate in that you know most of my grandparents are still living, I still have a great grandparent with me, uh brothers and sisters still with me, parents, yeah, um, I have been very fortunate and very blessed. do you um, think you're
0: more um uh, you'll be able to deal with the passing? I guess you never know, but the passing they're passing better because I would of hope your so,
1: yeah, I feel like um I do have a you know unique relationship with death i have been very accepting of it um i've had to be accepting of it because while my you know close family hasn't died we talked about on the last podcast about how i was the old soul even as a Mm -hmm. young child so all (laughs) these old ladies in the church pinched my cheeks every sunday morning and you know i became their friend and helped them walk through their cars and i lost all of them growing up and then my best friend you know died at 13 yeah and then my grandfather died um this two years ago now um, I guess I
0: didn't realize that was so, that soon. Yeah, it's been recent. very
1: recent. Um, so I've been fortunate, but I think just those few experiences combined with what I got to see in the funeral industry, yeah. seeing so many people experience traumatic things that I could never dream of yeah, um, or never dream yeah. of experiencing, and I pray every day that I never do. Um, you know
0: what's really f- interesting is the questions and just even people that I am close to that mm-hmm. have listened to the podcast, and I know you've had people ask you things about cam too like oh i want to know this i want to know that which we need to go live and do that thing Mm -hmm. but um people were so much more interested in your personal experience as opposed to your professional experience Mm -hmm. so here i was like oh my god what was the craziest body you saw Mm -hmm. (laughs) and stuff like that but most people are just like no like I think because of how you spoke about grief, mm. that really resonated. So it's like we have this audience that is funeral professionals that are glad there's a podcast out there that's normalizing this. Yeah. But then there's also people
1: that... that want to have an honest conversation about...
0: About experience. why they're not over it. Yeah. Or why it's still hurting them. Mm-hmm. And how can they fix... Not fix that, but how can they learn to live with it? And
1: I can talk to the two deaths that I've personally experienced that I right. feel are the closest. My best friend... Um, I still grieve his death in a personal way because I a lot of times feel sad that he's not surviving with me and experiencing Mm -hmm. life with me. Um, I often think about, you know, and I get emotional talking about him sometimes because I don't talk about him much nowadays because it's been so long. Forgive me. I mean, 10 years. Um, But, um, excuse me, sorry. It's okay. Um, I think all the time, what would he be? Yeah. What would he be doing? Would we still be best friends? Would, you know, he would want a family or he could be, you know, going to grad school now or he could be doing this, he could be doing that and there's sometimes for me personally and this is something I talk with my therapist about. Yeah. There's that survivor's guilt of, you Mm -hmm. know, oh my God, I'm experiencing all this and he was my best friend more so like my brother like I have said before. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, that, I, I, I carry that with his passing. That's a yeah. personal thing that I don't share much. Um, but since we're getting raw and real, I <laughs> yeah, will. Yeah, there you go. Um, and with my grandfather, um, you know, I grew up in the church with him, and we played music together, and he's who inspired my love of music. And, you know, he played guitar for me to sing and different things like that. And we never discussed my sexuality before he died.
0: Oh my god! So that's
1: and um,
0: I've heard we've heard that theme yeah, a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
1: we never talked about that. And I and I have this overarching feeling in my own heart. My intuition says he knew, but he didn't see it as a. He had to have I'm known. Sorry, Let's like, be real. <laughs> I, like I said before, you know, my mom should have known when I was walking around on her heels and crying <laughs> over my favorite American Idol contestant getting voted <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> but you know we like never that. had that conversation Yeah, and that will forever leave a hole in my heart and that leaves a hole in my heart with people um, from the church that I've known that have passed on as well you know there's just um, so many people I didn't have that conversation with but your grandpa's someone especially one that you were close to um, in music and in heart so that's,
0: that speaks to the ambiguous grief
1: mm-hmm.
0: because you are missing it's like a what if I could have had this
1: yeah, sort of thing.
0: You you know, you talked about, or you just literally just talked about your grandfather <laughs> not knowing. And I think about the last 10 years of me not being with my grandmother.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the guilt that comes along with that. And like, she didn't know me anymore. But And it was, I chose that again. I mean, it, it was because of my father. But I keep thinking I can only blame him so much. Mm-hmm. I should have just been... Stronger, of which I don't like saying max I don't want to give the false impression I don't, it's hard
1: to- I understand what you're saying because like even with my grandfather, after I came out, and you know he was sick and things, it was harder for me to call him,
0: yes, it yes. was harder
1: for me to call him because I couldn't be. I didn't feel like I could be honest with him yeah. about it. I didn't want him to know, so I felt like I wasn't myself. So it was easier not to make the call. Easier, or, or it was easier not. And I yeah. have guilt about that. So you're right. Like there's so many levels to our grief that come along with losing someone because you're not just losing them. You're losing the coulda beens, the mm-hmm. woulda beens, the shoulda beens, the and what has been. Like you're yeah. losing all yeah. of that. Um yeah.
0: yeah. What- and
1: it's tough. And I will forever. Um, not I missed just, the opportunity yeah. that I could have had to share that with them, about everything regret, happens for a reason.
0: Yeah, and, we, um, we, we just had a whole thing about everything right, happens for a reason. <laughs> the
1: right people know at the right time, and um, I'm thankful for the years that I had with them.
0: I think everything happens for a reason is a coping mm-hmm. thing. I think not, sometimes things don't, not, I don't think everything happens for a reason. I think mm-hmm. some things happen for a reason. And then I think everything that happens, you can find good in
1: Absolutely. Or you can yeah. at least
0: grow from. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily think that everything happens for a reason because our example was like a woman doesn't get raped for, you know what I mean? Sure. So things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So it's, but like I'm, I sit here with my, my guilt, my, cause I'm in this, I'm in the guilt stage right now with my grief of, I miss so much with her and I did the, and I couldn't I yeah. should have I should have been there and that is one word that most therapists will tell you to take out of your vocabulary completely should have mm-hmm. take yeah. should have those two words take them out throw them away never say that say um, I will or I can like things like that because you can't change the past mm-hmm. but you can Change moving forward. You can and, tomorrow and today. You can make different. And
1: that experience has made me much more open about who I am and my life with my remaining surviving grandparents. Yeah. You know, the fact yeah, that I didn't have that sure. with him. So do they I, know? Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. And and <laughs> Lord, it's been a journey. But they, <laughs> uh, they are. Um, are you the only one they, that's open? Uh, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: See, I see. I'm from a whole family of. I, I mean friends that live together uh huh uh -huh. or um roommates you know they're good
1: company they just keep each other company yeah yeah Mm -hmm. I always like that HGTV commercial that was like um it was like two men searching for a home and the, the little couple sitting on the couch and he goes oh they're brothers and the wife goes honey they're not Brothers, (laughs) Brothers, i <laughs> them, that.
0: HETV shout out. Yep. I do love HETV. <laughs> Me too. Mm. I love it. Um, yeah.
2: No, that's crazy. Though. And yeah. speaking to that, um, I've I've said before that t- when you lose somebody, you're given a gift, and if you have to start in a way, and you have to think about the gifts that their loss. Um, has given to you and one thing I always feel like I was given was the gift of perspective mm. because once you've experienced a loss like that that just goes so deep these like small things don't matter anymore oh, and you can always you know you have a chance to focus on what's really important and you don't have to you don't have to get flustered about stuff
0: you know I can always measure how well I'm doing in my personal life by how much reality TV I watch. Okay, <laughs> it, it, it's crazy, but it's true. Because when when shit's going all right, then the bickering and the stupid shit they fight about on reality TV she does, TV shows don't bother me mm-hmm. as much. And it's kind of just background noise. I'm like, haha, yeah. that's funny. But when shit's really hard, it's like, are they really arguing about this? When you lose someone, the last thing you want to watch is some rich bitches arguing ever so. <laughs> bye,
1: Kim. Bye, Chloe. Yeah.
0: No not today. Not today, bitch. Like, <laughs> but do you kind of see what I'm saying? It's kind of like the it's like, yeah. The, 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 how does the world keep turning when you're in gr- in the in grieving so bad? And I think that's the hardest thing to accept. Yeah. And this probably what Michelle's still going through is like we're still talking about Michelle yeah. for a reason. <laughs> But she's probably still sitting there going, stop. Everyone, stop. I lost my sister. What the fuck are you doing? Why are you
2: still, why is the world still spinning? Why Why are you still buying
0: those shoes? Why do you care about this, how your face looks, your hair? You know, why do you give a shit? There's real problems.
2: Oh, Yeah. Like, and that's what I mean. And right now it's hard and it hurts when you see 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 people in that situation because you think, why, why, why? But later down the road you get to a place or I did anyway, I can only speak for myself and hopefully for anyone else that feels that is that it becomes a comfort. Yeah. That it becomes a gift over time because you don't have to waste your time on yeah. things that are unimportant. You can really focus on the things that mean a
0: lot to you personally. Yeah, so when you lost, um, what's your friend's name? When? Jacob. Jacob. Mm-hmm. So I, I kept, kept wanting to say, when you lost Cameron, I'm like, no, you know, if that's you. <laughs> Not, yet.
1: Not yet, please. <laughs> Not yet.
0: God, no. When you lost Jacob, um, you were so young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So did you have, I know that you said you were really close with his parents, mm-hmm. but um, did you have, did you have someone guiding you and telling you that your feelings were normal and that was it teachers? How did you, or were you just an old soul that just (sighs) kind of figured it out?
1: You know, I never actually, when I was that young, went to therapy over his death. Um, Yeah, I had, and you
0: probably should have definitely.
1: Um, I had a good support group at home. Um, luckily, um, I had my faith to lean on, um, teachers, everyone knew how close we were fellow students you know there was a support group that i had and i'm thankful for okay. that um but yeah
0: so were y'all like was... the two peas in the pod and oh then... yes
1: so yes then... we were the so he
0: had other friends but y'all everyone knew karen jacobs yeah like yeah. don't come
1: between us don't don't try him, don't we try can argue, me. But I can argue. Don't. I can call him an asshole. He can call me an ass. But you, but better, you not. better not call him that. It was one of those types yeah. of relationships, you know. Yeah. I'm um, forever grateful for sure. it. Forever sure. Forever grateful. Yeah, of course. Um but yeah, yeah, I was lucky to have a support group, but no, I didn't have someone specifically a professional guiding me. Um but I guess my soul helped a little bit too, you know. So, yeah, and no. I journaled. I that's journaled what I was that's one journaling. thing. I tell oh my people gosh. about yes, let me get yes. into that. So I did have a friend okay, of my that's mother's so. Yeah, a friend of my mother's yeah. one day, um, when I was having, I had a lot of anger associated with his death when I was young. Oh, yeah. I would get mad at my little brothers and sisters and mad at myself and mad at him sometimes mm-hmm, that he wasn't mm-hmm. here and mad that I, mad about everything. Yeah. And so my mom's friend got on the phone with me one night and she was a psychologist. And I do remember talking to her one time and she said, Cameron, I just want you to write a journal entry every day. And I still have the journal. It's a, um, Red journal bound that says on the front, (laughs) faith. Um, And on each page is a quote that talks about faith or a Bible verse that talks about faith, but not all of them are um, Christian specific. And I wrote every day. And some days I wrote them as letters to him. Mm -hmm. Dear Jacob, today at school we talked about this. And we learned about this. And really wish you were here. And on the birthday... Hey, Jacob, it's me again. Hope you're doing well up there. I'm sure it's great. It sucks down here. Here's why. Miss you. Love you. Wish you were here. Um, I have twice since I graduated high school at 18 and now 23. There have been two times that I've gotten that journal back out from those young years and written Mm -hmm. him letters again really mm-hmm. and that was very therapeutic for me to write him letters yeah would you
0: ever um, be willing to share those letters with us
1: yeah i still have them mm-hmm.
0: yeah i think that'd be something that'd be really mm-hmm. yeah good at least i just not that you owe anyone anything but i think it'd be a good guide absolutely kind yeah. of a good guide of how to how just it, it, there was a quote i read and it says i haven't I, and i sent it to you i don't even i wish i could i'm gonna find it but it I haven't left you. I've simply slipped into the other room. Mm-hmm. Talk to me as if I've never left, that I'm still here. And yeah. I think that is so helpful.
1: And I'm always like that with my per- like my grandfather and Jacob and people. Well, there's so-
0: part of you, though.
1: Yeah, that I just, you know, I talk conversationally. Yeah. Not only just to God and the higher power <laughs> that I believe yeah. in, but to people that have gone on that helps me. Um, that's yeah, how I personally yeah. deal with it um, that's one of my coping mechanisms is just to have a conversation and no I don't sit somewhere <laughs> talking out loud to my dead grandfather at Burger King or oh, wherever or shout oh, out to them again you know that's my favorite fast food restaurant
2: <laughs> but you know if I'm
1: at home and I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking about him I'll say you know this really reminds you of me Papa and yeah, I'll just kind of yeah. look up or you know Smile, or if I see a picture, I'm like, man, I miss you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: I I have those conversational moments that help me um, personally.
2: I strongly relate to the writing because I I swear that's what got me through. Mm -hmm. I I really didn't have a lot of a support system when I mean, my mom and my brother, but they were grieving too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and you can't mm-hmm. remember. Really you, know, you can't on. you can't Just like I said
0: it kind of skews the relationship and yeah, when I mean, they progress and you're still there, it yeah. kinda hurts. So yeah. writing
2: was a big thing for me. And I also think recently, like I wrote the eulogy, I guess, for my oh. grandmas. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was therapeutic for me to, she did an to write job it. a yeah, writing has uh, Anyone, even if you don't feel like you're a good writer, it doesn't matter. That's not what it's about. It's about Pouring putting it your... out. Yeah. It's about being mm-hmm. communi- like mm-hmm. communi- communicative with yourself. Mm-hmm.
1: When you and say your prayers,
2: of- do you ever say like, well, I need to talk to Jacob now? Like, do you ever...
1: Yeah, I have, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I do think, you? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never I'm done not, that. I'm not even like a big prayer necessarily, <laughs> or but... Or I'll say,
1: and by the way, while you're at it, let so-and-so know yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. And I... You know, personally, my own spiritual beliefs are that I think that we have the ability to connect with people on the other Mm -hmm. side, and I do believe that we have um, the capability to hear from them and for them to hear from us. Yeah. And do I know that? Like I said, no, but just my own personal experiences and the things that I've lived in the moments I've had, I do believe that. Yeah. So whether it be writing to them or meditating and praying to them or... You know, just giving them a shout out in our prayer, like whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. I think or having Be- those conversational yeah. moments. Being, those are important. Being
0: open to being receiving. Open. Yeah. What because they can I don't know, with my recent experience, I think that they can communicate back.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I really think especially if they feel something is holding you from moving on. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's just a way for them to kind of shove you in a direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're just open. And we talked about that a little bit about yeah. being like... Well, not that like you have to be fucking clairvoyant. No. But you do... Y-
1: Openness. Honesty. Yeah. Real. Being dreams. real.
0: Yeah. Dreams. Dreams are fucking real. Oh, yeah.
1: I have a fun story related to that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Give it to us. So,
1: I... Moved to Athens and I left someone behind that was my spiritual mother and tonight I'm gonna call her Sister Pam.
0: (laughs) Sister Pam. That's what
1: we're gonna go with tonight. Um, And Sister Pam was the my spiritual mother. She taught me all there was to know about God and the Bible and spirituality. She really, actually introduced me into more of a spiritual side versus a religious side Mm -hmm. that was based on rules. She kind of got me into more in tune with the how you feel and what you want out of it. And that's what you can get if you let yourself have it more of that mindset of thinking, which definitely has influenced my views now when it comes Mm -hmm. to religion and spirituality. Um, But she was very close to me and I moved to Athens. And again, this story is pretty um, Mm -hmm. coherent through all of my stories with death that, you know, I didn't talk with her about my sexuality either. And because she was my spiritual mother and someone that really <laughs> coached me, you know, in my spiritual realm, that realm, that was very important to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I always, you know, had regret about not talking about it or I always um, wondered what she really thought.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It what, mattered.
1: Yeah. What did she and it mattered because she had, you know, been there for me when giving I needed so her, given me so much, t- taking me to new levels in my beliefs and uh, Made only, you woke? Yes. And <laughs> my belief in myself, too. Yeah. You know, that I can accomplish things that I so want it was to. So it's almost like
0: I wish I could tell her because would she really still...
1: Yeah. And yeah. I, I I debated for a long time. Would she be okay with it? Or huh. would she... You know, be like, oh, well, I don't like it, but you're going to do what you're going to do, whatever. Or would she have been like, no, I can't believe this. You need to get right with God now. Yeah, I didn't know. And that unknown just really frustrated me. And I remember for a long time just feeling this overwhelming female presence around Mm -hmm. me. I would be sleeping and I would, y'all, I promise I'm not crazy out there, okay? I would Mm -hmm. be sleeping and I would hear a motherly voice talking to me and i would you know be walking around and just feel this presence and it got to the point where it was really intruding like i was like <laughs> what is this like get away like, i'm trying to sleep and i can't sleep because i feel this presence but there's nothing here i hear this but i,
0: I did you ever pray to mother Teresa?
1: um no i didn't no? Okay. i have prayed to mother mary um when I've needed like a maternal presence in my Protestant. life, yeah, because I, yeah. I and I'm so open to every, yeah, not that yeah, you're yeah not. to every. That's just one thing I've yeah. all, often
0: heard is that when they have feel like they need a maternal spirit, yep. they pray to, yep. I mean, yeah. I said Mother Teresa, why did I say Mother fucking Teresa? Oh, I was wondering, <laughs> Mother I figured, Mary, you nah. yeah, yeah, or Mother Teresa, Mother Teresa could technically, <laughs> she's
1: great. I was like, why
0: the fuck? Uh, <laughs> but no, like, yeah, but did you? Is that what you prayed to Mary? Yeah, I have done that,
1: um, and. So she was very important to me, um, and very close to me, and I always wondered about what she would think. And so, I finally consulted a medium about it because Mm -hmm. I didn't know who it was. And let me tell you this: where I come from, mediums are not looked upon well. (laughs) That is, you know, a spawn of Satan. It is wrong. It is (laughs) bad. But you know what? I'm open, and I was okay with that. And I'm open to learning. And I, you know, if it's not good and Ba- and it, if it is bad, I'll hopefully be able to Hail discern Mary's. that. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. Protect me, Lord. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hashtag blessed. Um, mm. And so I went and consulted one, and when I walked in, she was like, "Well, it's a woman." And I said, "Yeah, I get that." <laughs> okay. Is all, yeah, you know, I'm are, here, I know. I, I know. And I said, "But I don't know who." And she goes, "Well, this person really influenced your spirituality." Oh wow. And she goes, this person was a spiritual mother to you. <laughs> which is like, the term mm, I always you, use Like for you her. knew And I was like, <gasps> but I wasn't going to tell this medium that yet. Right. I was like, uh-uh, you got to give, give me yeah. more than that. Mm-hmm. So she goes, you're worried about what she thought of you. And you're worried about what she was praying for you. And I said, Yeah. Um, I've always wondered what she was praying for me in regards to a certain situation, still keeping it very ambiguous. Yeah. And she goes, well, you need to know, and she wants you to know, and I'm gonna get teary-eyed again, <laughs> that, her, ahead, honey. that her prayers were never for you to change. That's... That her prayers were never for you to be healed because you're not sick. Her prayers were for you to find peace Peace, wonderful, peace. peace. And that is the song that Sister Pam sang in church (sighs) every time she sang. Peace, peace, wonderful, peace. We sang it at her funeral.
2: Oh, my gosh.
1: And guess what? I lost it.
0: Of course.
1: I finally had opened my mind. I had opened my heart to receiving whatever could have come out of this meeting with this person. And I got what I needed. And that was the moment I said, you know what, I believe in this. Yeah, this yeah. is real. And uh, guess what? I never heard that voice again. She told me what I needed to know. I never. <laughs> and she could leave you. Alone. I <laughs> never had those experiences again. So yeah, I was finally yeah. able to go to sleep at night. You know, but I. Well, and she
0: was your 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 like almost like spiritual guide. So for her, yeah. For for her to tell you that it's almost like just like she kind of set you on your way before she kind of set you on, on your way now of being like don't be ashamed of who you are right just accept who you are
1: and find peace in that yeah and find peace peace, peace wonderful peace, peace peace, wonderful peace coming down from he, above he
0: told me the story the other night and and it was i'm so glad you remember to share that story sounds yeah. like you have to share <laughs> yeah. the story but so beautiful i mean and it's
1: <sighs> and i'm telling you sometimes i think i'm crazy because of <laughs> things like that happening but it is real, and I think that people should, again, speaking personally, that people should be open and receptive to that, because who knows what's out there, and yeah, who knows what's yes. trying to be communicating yeah. communicated to you. If not, what did you lose? $40 in an hour? <laughs>
0: Seriously. You know? Seriously. Wait, $40? Is it $40? I need to go. I need okay,
1: to go. Uh, maybe. I don't know. You got I somebody? I don't really remember the price. but do maybe you know it was anyone? more than that. I do. I do. I do. I do. Yes. Yeah, if y'all right. need... Reference says, I do have people. need to have And they're um, not a 1 800 number.
2: They are legit. (laughs) Miss Cleo. None of that. None
1: of that. So while we're on politics, I would love to talk about uh, First Lady Laura. Uh, excuse me, Barbara Bush's funeral that happened recently. <laughs> not we don't, we're not ready to get rid of Laura yet. Um, <laughs> but uh, I thought it was one of the most beautiful displays of remembrance um, that I've seen in a long time. And if you think about her and what she really meant to the country, regardless of your politics—whether conservative or uh, liberal, Democrat, Republican, Independent—regardless of that, you cannot deny the fact that she was not only a former First Lady, wife to former President H.W. Bush, but also mother to former President George W. Bush, yes, and also mother to former Republican candidate for President Jeb, Jeb. Bush. Yeah. <laughs> so she she is a matriarch of a very big political dynasty in our country, um, and I think that the, the ceremony that they had this week was really, really a testament to that. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting that when you look at the photos from the funeral, and everyone knows this, that... There was a face there that you thought would be there, but was not there. Any
0: other presidency
1: would be there. Yeah. And that was President. Was President Donald Trump was missing. Um, and I found this really interesting meme that came around social media circles uh, yesterday. And it was a picture of George W. Bush and Laura Bush and George H.W. Bush and Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Michelle and Barack Obama. And um, Melania Trump, and it says, <laughs> when that one friend gets axed from the group message. <laughs> because who wasn't there? Oh, I um, love it. The president. Yeah. And we, we had someone write in, and they asked me about um, the church trucks and the situation that happened at yeah, the funeral yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So for those of you listening who might not know, um, church trucks are what caskets are placed on to roll in and out of the place where a ceremony takes place. Mm-hmm.
0: I have no idea what that um, means.
1: Yeah, so when the when the casket's unloaded from the hearse, the uh, the casket is set on a device that allows us to roll in and out of the church or wherever okay, it's happening. Yeah. And we call those in the funeral business church trucks. Um and if you watch the ceremony at the end as the casket's coming out of the church, the pallbearers lift the casket and the funeral director in charge at the front of that line forgot to grab the church trucks and suddenly They start rolling away on live national television. Shut up. And you see another funeral director or worker come from behind and rescue the fleeting church trucks. Barbara Bush. (laughs) At Barbara Bush's funeral. Oh,
0: my (laughs) God. Jesus (laughs) Christmas.
1: Uh. Which I believe it was Nancy Reagan's funeral, who also there was a big hiccup, because if you go back and look at images from her funeral, her casket is on a pair of church trucks, but are shifted about a foot to the left and not centered, and my... (laughs) <laughs> OCD mind cannot handle that.
0: <laughs> of course not. Yeah, I'm sure you flipped.
1: So uh, that was very interesting to see on national television, That's specifically so at a first funny. lady's uh, uh, yeah. ceremony. <laughs> um, but one thing that really stuck out to me and that I think is maybe Barbara Bush's funeral story or you know yeah. something related to her funeral was Jeb Bush, her son uh, that ran for president, detailed the amount of love shared between George H.W. Bush um, and Barbara Mm -hmm. and how close their relationship was and that their love was over 70 years in the making, Mm -hmm. which is unheard of these days, you know? And so, and and fun fact, fun fact that their marriage only, uh, the only marriage that outlasts George H.W. Bush's uh, marriage to Barbara is that of Jimmy and Rosalind Carter.
0: Hmm. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so... so The Carters have been married longer.
1: Yes, they have. Wow. Um, But Jeb Bush wrote this, and I wanted, or said this, about his father because he said that one thing he remembered about his father and mother's relationship growing up was that his dad was very big on writing love letters to her. Mm. And he wrote this to her in 1994, which I thought was just beautiful, and it gets me all up in my feels, (laughs) and it's just a really great tribute that they were able to do at her funeral and it said will you marry me George H.W. wrote oops I forgot we did that 49 years ago I was very um, happy on that day in 1945 but I'm even happier today you have given me joy that few men know I've climbed perhaps the highest mountain in the world but even that cannot hold a candle to being Barbara's husband and that just (laughs) spoke to me so much so sweet Um, and the love story goes on even in as she's approaching death, because, you know, Jeb detailed how, you know, the last time that Barbara went into the hospital, that his dad ended up in the hospital, too, and he still mm-hmm. to this day believes that he purposefully got sick where <laughs> he could he together. could be with her in the hospital. Um, and then the final thing I just wanted to say about it was I thought that it was really interesting um, listening to the family talk how comfortable Barbara Bush was with the decision not to go to the hospital anymore. Yeah. yeah. Comfortable with the decision yeah. not to seek, you know, care that's going to save my life but rather make that transition from here to there mm-hmm. wherever there is for you, for her it was heaven, um, easier. Yeah. And the quote that Jeb said that I thought was really interesting and it really got me emotional was in his last conversation with his mother, Jeb said he asked her how she feels about dying and she said I don't want to leave your dad, but I know I will be in a beautiful place. And I thought that was so sweet. sweet. It's not
0: like she's going to have to wait very long. Right.
1: I mean, (laughs) mean, let's be real. Let's be real. And I mean, mean,
2: after she goes, he's.
0: I mean, there's there's this thing we always say when
1: one goes, the other so quickly follows. Yeah, it's not
0: going to be long. Right. It won't be long, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Which one story, yeah, I yeah. think on Facebook, there is a group that we have where people can actually, you know, Deadpool? say who they think yeah. is going to yeah. be. So maybe y'all can tell yeah. Them about Yeah, oh that. my God.
0: Okay, so we have a, I know this is supposed to be on here, but also guys that are listening on the iTunes app, we are live on Instagram, so if I vanish, it's because I'm looking at the camera, but we have a Deadpool in our Funeral Stories Facebook fan page um. So like it's on Facebook, Funeral Stories, but there's also a fan page, Funeral Stories Fans. And we have a Deadpool where we're trying to pick out who's going to die next. So which celebrity is going to die next. And yeah. the good thing, Laura, we're losing Laura. <laughs> <laughs> just fading fast, guys. I
2: yawn a lot. I'm just like a, a weird yawner. She's deprived of oxygen. Yeah, I guess so. I drain the
0: oxygen from the That's rip. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I just take it off. <laughs> and then she can't breathe. So yeah, no, but if you have anyone you could think of, but I would go ahead and put my money on George HW. Yeah. Yeah. No joke.
2: Which before I had Jim Carrey, so now I would probably take oh, it. I'm you still on
1: Betty White. Huh? You know. I don't
2: hate Jim Carrey. No, no I just no, have I know a that's feeling. not what you mean. But like <laughs> I mean I could see that. It's just interesting because yeah. I have thought it'd be one that would shock me. It's sort of in that same realm of Robin Williams
1: yeah because he just yeah, jim, jim Carrey just da-
2: has gone
0: way darker than
1: that's Robin what i mean
2: Williams.
0: he's oh, like he's he shouldn't be alive
2: well i mean he's oh. gone like to very dark places already yeah, right. and he's so i i mean i wouldn't be if he took his own life i wouldn't be super mm. surprised
0: yeah me either
1: but please uh, don't but don't but i love don't. jim Carrey? <laughs> speaking I love of, him, have Gary. you guys seen
0: that um netflix movie being andy
1: Mm-mm. that he did mm-hmm
0: you did Mm -hmm. was that not the craziest um fucking documentary on (laughs) method acting yeah you have to watch it it'll blow your goddamn mind he basically talks about how Andy Kaufman spoke to him from the afterlife and how he like he acted as Andy Kaufman and and he would not for like almost a year or over a year he didn't leave Andy's character so people that cared about him were like he's Lost his fucking mind. Yeah, like, it, it was sounds bad. like
1: my type of mm-hmm. thing to tune into. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah. sounds
0: like someone you'd hang out with and maybe fall in love with. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
1: <laughs> uh, my bet's still on Betty White though. Oh I don't. God. I don't know how she's still doing it, y'all. Who do you Which, ask?
2: Man, she's amazing.
1: Betty
0: White will never die. Honestly, she will outlive us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's
1: you're what I wrong. thought about Joan Rivers, and then that happens. So yeah. I'm like really right. worried. I thought that about right.
0: David Bowie because oh he's like a vampire. Like
2: well, with but, and he was
0: so beautiful. And with yeah, a, like a mom, you would think that they like the, the that couple is just yeah. too beautiful to ever die. Yeah, mm-hmm. but no, I hope you're right about Betty White. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Don't. Don't get me wrong. She is. <laughs> yeah, I love amazing. You, White. We all do. Yeah. Okay. Who else do you think though Like, who else do you think it's coming up on?
1: <sighs> hmm.
0: Willem Dafoe.
1: The Republican Party. <laughs> <laughs> Did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and you're
0: no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong.
1: Oh, um, sorry, y'all. I do that political thing yeah, every love now it. and again. We
0: love it. Thanks, guys, for still hanging out with us. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Hi, guys. Okay.
2: Um, Anybody else have a Deadpool yeah, out there any?
0: on uh, that's listening live? Anyone, if you have anyone you think is gonna die soon, please tell us now because I don't know what you're gonna win, but yeah, you're gonna win us being like, "Yay, yeah, you were right!" Like, but like, who would have picked Amy Winehouse? You'd think everyone would have picked Amy Winehouse, and then she died. Yeah, and it was Yum. like, but like Lindsay Lohan. Hmm.
1: Lindsay what's she Linnet. doing these days
0: you know she never really bounced back and britney bounced back so yeah and not that they were on the same bitch. level at all but like <laughs> britney like really like publicly went down the shitter mm-hmm. so the fact that you know yeah i don't know was don't it amanda Bynes? is that the one that went <gasps> freaking crazy oh my god but you know what the way they treated amanda Bynes was so unfair because mental health has a such a serious issue, and yeah, oh, what was it? Um, who, who played Alan Rickman? played mm-hmm. Professor Snape mm-hmm. had tweeted about uh, I gotta find the tweet we'll post on our blog because I don't remember what it was <laughs> but it was some like great tweet uh, basically like if you're fucking laughing at Amanda Bynes oh if you're laughing at Amanda Bynes but crying over Robin Williams you need to check yourself mental health is real yeah, yeah. it's so fucking true and now he's dead and, well yeah so we're just right. but he was just he didn't He didn't kill himself no, just, no no no, no
2: no I've, no yeah, I love yeah. Alan Rickman okay. too I'm just saying like, well, I didn't think you didn't love him yeah. <laughs> yeah. was making sure, I was
0: checking myself like yeah.
2: fuck did he die no, no no, 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 no. 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 Okay.
0: Oh, so, just... okay. He said the thing about, okay, sorry, but I'm getting super close. The thing about celebrities is that also they die incredibly young. There's something called the 27 club. Yeah. Yeah. We know. <laughs> we're a bunch of celebrities. to had 27 recently. Avicii, who almost made it except he died. Yeah. Avicii, uh, you know, Avicii, oh, the yes, DJ. I saw that. Yeah. No, 27 club is Jimi Hendrix, Kurt Cobain, um, Janis Joplin. Yeah. yeah. Who else was in the 27 club? Um, Any, anyway, can you guys remember? If you, mm-hmm. if, was Jim Morrison? No, he was, was he younger or older? I don't remember. Who else was in the 27 Club, someone with a phone that is watching <laughs> us Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Our phones are taken on Instagram live. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but 27 Club is definitely a, a thing that we yeah. know about, uh, or not that we we, we know about it Aaron God. um, Aaron's my friend Aaron wants to get into the film industry so oh okay gotcha yeah someday Um, someday he's young super young Um, anyway um, so we should probably wrap this podcast up so I'm gonna we should say goodbye to our should we
2: so Cameron's gotten the questions we've had before should we give him our two new ones that we came up
0: with today yes let's do that on live Instagram and then I want to close with a quote okay okay but yeah let's um and then our normal thing but yeah ask the two i've f- i've f- i know one of them but i forgot the other one so you oh, I'm okay excited about this so yeah. one would be
2: which our uh, other guest lizette shout out to lizette, What's up, lizette um came up with one and that was how do you think you are going to die? If, Yeah. Like, do you ever imagine, like, how you might die?
1: I, so Casey and I talked about this recently, (laughs) that we believe in speaking things as though they already are. Yeah. And speaking that which we want to be true for ourselves as if it's already happening. Positive spirit, law of attraction, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. So I am going to die, Mm -hmm. an old man, warm in my bed. There you go. After having a bottle of wine, <laughs> yeah. watching my favorite movie, having a
0: good lay, having
1: good sex <laughs> at ninety years old—I I mean, bravo! And I'm claiming that right now. There you and obviously, it. life happens. But what we put out there is what mm-hmm. we get. So every single day, I'm like, yeah, yeah, old man, warm in oh, my yeah. bed, bottle of that. wine, mm-hmm. good lay. That's I love it. that. Yep. that's it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's good to so like like one hundred and two.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, at Century would be nice. Okay, we'll bump it up to a hundred one.
0: Yeah, there you go. Say Century. There we go. we yeah. did that. At, at least a century. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> at least a century. I love uh, it. What was the
2: other one? So you're going to support someone who's recently lost someone to their funeral or whatever so what dish are you bringing what food are oh, you bringing them so isn't that a good
1: Oh, good oh my goodness That's good
2: this idea. was mine i love that was it yours. this is one oh, okay, i came okay, up okay, with I like so it. in the
1: moment this is a big thing here in the <laughs> south yeah. because when someone dies you know two things are going to happen that there's going to be a lot of tears and a lot of food food <laughs> Um, I would personally because I'm only really good at making two dishes, ramen noodles and fruit loop cereal. <laughs> if any of you need the recipe Ooh. for that, please let me know. <laughs> at life's camera. <laughs> yes. Um, but in all seriousness, I would bring pasta salad personally because mm-hmm. that's my comfort food when I'm sad. But then as the good southern boy that I am, I would love, love, love to show up with a bucket of fried chicken. Oh, is that
0: not yes. like the mm-hmm. thi- I remember if it's not
1: there it's not a funeral. Yeah. Is it?
0: No, yeah. is it not? One of the I don't first know. one of the fu- first funerals I went to it was a weatherman uh, was a weather man that lived at the end of my street in Albany, Georgia and I just remember so much KFC. That I was like, wait, did they sponsor this? Like, what the hell's going on? And by just, the way, if you want to sponsor Colonel Sanders? Yeah, he must have known Colonel Sanders. Uh, or at least yeah. Reba McIntyre. Yeah. Yes. Oh God, by the oh. way, oh my God. Um, but the, uh, the, just a week ago, even at my, grand, uh, my grandma's funeral, and I opened my grandpa's, well, well, now my grandpa's refrigerator and I literally saw bucket behind like bucket stacked of KFC fried chicken I was like I don't even want that because it reminds me of death now yeah <laughs> I don't want to eat it like it's good. yeah
1: pretty bummer I mean yeah. honestly I'm a fan of Publix chicken have y'all ever had oh it? Okay, yeah okay so like
0: everything's good at Publix oh yeah
1: oh mmm <laughs> That's all I have to say. It's finger licking good, but it's not KFC. <laughs> finger
2: good. So those are our two new questions we're going to start asking. Yeah, guests. I love like that.
1: that. <laughs> I love
0: those. Those are those really are good. good. Aren't they good? Yeah. Liz, yeah. 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 that Very came up good. with the one about how do you think you're going to die? And then, Yeah. And, 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 then, and you thought you were going to die by shark or alligator or crocodile? One's going to happen, either
2: alligator or shark. Those are my two. <laughs> shark, and because I'm, I'm gonna, terrified of alligators, but I'm not scared enough ugh. of sharks.
0: I'm going to die death by corset. <laughs>
1: uh, no, no I, I, Death I, corset oh well in that case um <laughs> let me get away from the vodka that may be in my obituary
0: <laughs> funeral stories is produced by seth and molino and music is by john pope check out our website and blog by going to www.funeralstories.com and follow us on facebook and twitter at funeral stories and on instagram at funeral Donate to our cause on Patreon to unlock subscriber rewards. And please don't forget to send your funeral stories to funeralstoriespodcast at gmail.com or hello at funeralstories.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes
2: and listen on your preferred podcasting service. Thanks, guys. Bye.